Hey, this is Kylie Gable. Welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I guess this is a special coronavirus edition. Um, hopefully, it's not too unbearable where you're at. Um, if you are stuck inside, um, you're doing the right thing. I have, you wouldn't know it from looking at me, but I, I have diabetes. And I also have a really bad deviated septum in my nose. So that's a secondary breathing problem. And I have a sister who has a very rare disease and uh, that really has wrecked her um, immune system. And I also have an elderly mother. So there's a lot of people out there and they all appreciate you social distancing. Um, there is uh, a lot of time to kill for some of us and um, that's a great time for not just listening to this episode of the podcast but go back check out some past episodes there's all up um, nobody is uh, hoarding sissy porn uh, toilet paper and hand sanitizer sure but your feminization fiction that's uh, pretty safe so this episode we have Another installment of my autobiographical story, College Changes a Guy, as read by the great Shayla Aspasia. And um, Shayla has a new website up, which I really encourage you to check out. She has so many clips, many of them feminization, but there's also female domination and a whole bunch of other fetishes we just don't get into on this show. So there's a lot of opportunity for you to find just some great... Um, things to kill some time if if that's what you need um and shayla does a great job so that's why i've trusted her to read my autobiographical story so without further ado here's college changes a guy three as read by shayla aspasia hold everything okay i swear this is not a gimmick although i did go looking for that record scratch sound uh, effect Mistress DJ just sent me audio. I wasn't expecting to get it this early. It's a real short one. It's just a four-minute short story that I uh, did called What the Maid Saw. And it's also going to be available on Clips for Sale. But uh, you get a bonus audio. It's a little four-minute story from Mistress DJ um, called What the Maid Saw. The Maid. The Maid was written by Kylie Gable and published by Candy Apple Press. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. I have an interesting job. I'm a maid. Now, if you have the idea that I'm wearing a fancy uniform and serving a wealthy family, that's way off. For between 50 and $80 a week, I'll show up in jeans and a t-shirt and make life a little less disgusting for single people and a little less active for families. For a job that doesn't require a college degree, I get a lot of respect from my clients. I think it's because they're terrified of having to do what I do for them. And most of them probably couldn't. When you do what I do, you learn a lot about the people who hire you. I'm the one that finds that earring rolled under the bed when a husband brought his coworker home for a quick lunch hour fling. I'm the one who sees that final notice tucked away in a book so a spouse doesn't worry. Those are the sort of secrets I don't like to know about. But then there's the kind I absolutely love. You know, the kinky shit. 
One of my clients is a 32-year-old single man named Dave. I don't know what he does, but he makes a lot of money at it, and he describes himself as an entrepreneur. I'm also pretty sure he's a total sissy cross-dresser. He certainly has the body for it and the type of soft, baby-faced features that almost seem wasted on a man. I think the first thing that alerted me to Dave's hobby was when I was cleaning his bathroom a few months ago. I noticed a woman's razor on the bathtub. It was hidden by the shower curtain. I don't think he noticed it there. Looking closer, the razor had been well used, and the hair on the razor seemed to match his own strawberry blonde color. A few weeks later, I noticed the mail. There was a Victoria's Secret catalog and a copy of Cosmo that were both addressed to Tiffany Andrews. Now, that's Dave's last name, but he told me he had no sisters, and besides, his family lived on the West Coast. A month goes by, and I discovered a worn brown panty set under his bed. He was getting more and more careless. I wondered if he was leaving me a trail of breadcrumbs. I put on my detective hat and was able to find three different stashes of women's clothing. All of it was Dave's size, and I happen to admit, he had excellent taste. Now, normally I clean when Dave is at work, but on this particular Friday, I rearranged my schedule so he would be the last stop of the day. After doing my usual amazing cleaning job on his place, I took out all of the stashes of women's clothing I'd found, and I laid them out on his bed. He had about twice as many dresses as I owned. I know I said I don't wear uniforms, but I have a black latex catsuit that seemed perfect for an occasion like this. I pair them with a pair of leather boots with a four-inch heel that went just past my knee. If I was right, and Dave either was consciously or subconsciously hoping I'd discover a secret, he'd be cooperative and ecstatic. If I was wrong, and he wished to remain in the closet, I had other means. And I wasn't above blackmail. I sat in his white leather couch, twirling a pair of handcuffs around my right index finger. A riding crop rested on my lap. When he arrived home and opened the door, he could only see the back of my head, staring out his window and enjoying his panoramic view of the city below. Oh, hi! I didn't expect to see you here, he said cheerfully. I rose from the couch in the most regal manner I could. I could hear him gasp as he saw me in a way he never did before. I pointed my crop in his direction and said sharply, Strip, Tiffany. Oh, I like that reading. So that was What the Maid Saw by uh, myself, as read by Mistress DJ. And now here's our main audio. This is Shayla Aspasia with College Changes a Guy, Part 3. Hope you enjoy. You did an excellent job, said Deanna. Thank you, I replied. Can we go home now? Almost, Kylie, said Amanda. I want to make a stop for some shoes first. For me or for you? I asked. The girls just laughed. I took that as my answer and soon we were walking to get me some heels. Soulmates could have not been a worse location for a self-conscious sissy. It was located at the intersection of Wings and the Mall, which meant it was open to two sides and only had walls on two and a half sides. It was next to an Auntie Anne's pretzels, so people were always waiting for their orders, 
and it was located in a place where a lot of foot traffic passed by. As soon as we entered the store, the girls fanned out looking for shoes for themselves. I was still under the watchful eye of Amanda as she picked up a pair of black pumps from a shelf and looked over at me with a smirk in her eye. The saleswoman was in her mid-thirties, I would guess, but I wouldn't have been surprised to find out if I was off by five years in either direction. She had that kind of look that girls all say is pretty, but guys are genuinely not impressed. She had stylish short auburn hair and didn't seem happy to be there. Can I help you with anything? she asked. Yeah, we're looking for some shoes for my friend here, said Amanda. And before the poor woman could tell her that they only sold women's shoes, Amanda added, I think something like a basic black pump, and then something a bit more fun, like a red strappy sandal. If the woman seemed unhappy before, now she seemed downright angry. I'll find some things and bring them out to you. Go have a seat. We sat down in the comfortable chairs and soon were joined by other girls. The saleswoman eventually came over to us carrying six boxes and placing them down on the ground as she sat on the little horse that was provided for her. She had me put my foot up and began to untie my shoes. My adrenaline was pumping, but it wasn't until my shoe was off that I realized just what a fix I was in. She peeled off my sock and came face to face with my bright red toenails and pantyhose-covered foot. The shock almost drove her off the back of the horse, but she recovered quickly and even joked at my expense. Well, I guess we won't need a footsie after all, she said. Nope, sissy is always prepared, said Amanda. I can see that. Let's start with the sandals. The saleswoman put my feet in the red sandals that seemed to perfectly match the shade of my toes. She buckled the straps and asked me how they felt. They feel fine, I said. Honestly, to this point, I'd only had heels on one other time. I had no idea if they fit or not. And walking wouldn't help. You should probably stand up and walk around to be sure, she said. Yeah, get up, said Amanda. I think they're fine, I replied before Wendy helped me up to my feet. Then, for good measure, she rolled my jeans up to my knees, giving everybody a great view of my smooth-shaven pantyhose-clad calves. "'Now walk,' ordered Wendy. I could hear the saleswoman giggle. Her attitude had sure changed. Those shoes had three-inch heels and were narrow. A lot of girls my age would have had trouble walking in them, but for me, stumbling around in them was a near impossibility.' I had only worn heels once previously, on the night the girls first dressed me, and the best I could do was to use the shoe shelves for balance as I stumbled around the store. After I got to the far end of the shoe store and turned around to come back, I noticed them. There were three girls who appeared to be in high school. 
They were all eating pretzels and drinking sodas as they were watching the show in the shoe store. They were all having quite a good laugh at my expense as I tried to maneuver the narrow aisles in the unfamiliar shoes. You need some work, said the saleswoman, but I think they'll look great. I do too, said Amanda. Let's see the other pairs before we make a decision. I had to try on six different pairs of shoes and the high school girls saw all six. I also heard giggling and a few whistles from people who walked past the shoe store. I got through it somehow, and though it cost me $92 for the two pair, I paid cash for them so that my dad wouldn't know about them. Okay, I did the pantyhose and the shoes, I said. Can we please go now? You've had your fun. We have, said Amanda. Unfortunately, you need a lot of things. I think we need to get you at least a couple of dresses. Let's see what they've got at Charlotte Rue. Oh, come on. Are you complaining? asked Deanna. No, but this is really asking a lot. We're not asking, said Amanda. What I didn't know about Charlotte Roos at the time was that their friend Paula worked there. She told them if it wasn't crowded, they could have me try on dresses or anything and there wouldn't be a problem. I was terrified that one of the salesgirls in the clothing store would humiliate me and kick us out, but they barely seemed interested. I would go into the dressing room and put on an outfit, and then return to the sales floor where I would give the girls a twirl and again describe why I loved each outfit and how feminine and sexy it made me feel. As if just trying on dresses at a store in the mall wasn't embarrassing enough. I had to do all this extra stuff too. I tried on a black swing dress and a red lacy number with spaghetti straps. Naturally, the girls oohed and ah as I did my twirl. The next dress was ugly as hell. It was a gold paisley midi dress that I was preparing to comment on even before I took it off the hanger. I decided to tell the girls that it made me feel like a sexy hippie chick and that it was still romantic and flowing like something the, the heroine in some sort of romance novel would wear. It was the first dress that I had worn that buttoned up the front. With a rough understanding of what I was going to say, I headed back out to the girls. I did my little twirl and to my horror saw the three high school girls entering the store and heading right for us. Okay, we have to know, why is he wearing a dress? asked their leader. A pixie of a girl with black hair and a high ponytail. She was obviously quite amused at what she was seeing. It's not what it looks like, I said defensively. And what about the shoe store, asked her friend, a tall, blonde girl who had to be at least five foot ten. She was awkward, but she had that look that let you know when she was finished growing into her body, she would probably be a supermodel. That was so much fun to watch, said the third girl. She was a Chinese girl with braces. None of the girls carried themselves in the way some popular girls do, but I would certainly call all of them cute. I felt on the spot to be judged by these girls who were probably the same age as me, but were a year behind me in school due to my early birthday.
Oh, we're just having a little fun, said Deanna. I'm Laura, said the first girl. This is Rachel and Vicky. We'd really love to know what's going on. Hi, said Amanda, introducing her girlfriends. This is our friend Kylie. She has very little to wear, so we're making a shopping trip of it. She? asked Vicky. I never felt so intimidated by a tall girl before. She wasn't confused. She just wanted confirmation. Maybe you should explain to the girls how you came to be Kylie, suggested Amanda. Start with the wrestling match, interjected Deanna. I like that part. So I did what I was told. I recounted how Amanda had humiliated me in our wrestling match and how the girls had put makeup, pigtails, and a dress on me and then taped me to a chair. I told them how they tricked me into posing for pictures and how they had gotten into my room and into my computer to further blackmail me. When I was done, the high school girls stood in awe. Oh my God, you're like my biggest heroes, exclaimed Rachel. I would absolutely love to do that to one of the guys from my school, said Vicky. So many of them deserve it. Can we all get a picture? asked Laura, digging a digital camera from her purse. Our friends at school will never believe this. Sure, said Karen. Everybody crowd in and I'll take the picture. After a couple of pictures of us with me front and center in that god-awful paisley dress, Karen gave Laura back her camera and thanked the girls profusely. You all made my day. Nothing exciting ever happened around here before, but this is something. The girls were just about to leave when Amanda spoke up. You know, we're having Kylie try on outfits. If there's anything you'd like to see her model, just bring it over to us. The girls squealed with delight. I knew better than to embarrass the girls in front of their new high school friends. But I was furious. Nobody is better at picking out trashy clothes than high school girls. And what was meant to be an embarrassing 20-minute experience in front of four women was turned into an excruciating, humiliating 45 minutes in front of seven women. They finally decided that the dress I absolutely had to have was an orchid color dress with a tiered miniskirt and lace sleeves and midriff. It was way sexier than I wanted, and I tried talking them out of it by reminding them, I've only got two dresses, and they're both shades of purple. Sounds like somebody wants to buy more dresses, said Wendy enthusiastically to cheering from the high school girls. Well, I don't think that one more would hurt, said Amanda. You know, they have some great things at other stores, suggested Vicky. That's not a bad idea, agreed Deanna. I was surprised and even a bit relieved when Amanda took my dress to the counter to pay for it. It was only $49, and even with the shoes, pantyhose, and lunch, I would have money left but not having to pay for everything helped. Unlike Nordstrom's, there was no real good reason for me to ring up a bill at Charlotte Rue's. I wasn't familiar, but I could tell I wasn't going to like this place as soon as I walked 20 feet to my left and I could see the front window of the store. The store prided itself on sexy fashion, and when I saw the outfits in the window under my breath, I let out an involuntary gasp. Oh no. Oh, yes, Princess, they have so many adorable things for you to try on, said Laura, who must have overheard me. 
I couldn't believe I was getting my balls busted by a high school girl. After 45 minutes of trying on humiliating outfit after humiliating outfit, they all fell in love with a rose-colored halter dress that exposed my arms and most of my back. It had a pencil skirt that came an inch above my knees, but it was tight enough to still be uncomfortable. That's the one, cheered Karen. Everybody agreed with her. We were attracting quite a bit of attention, and the sales girls weren't in on it. I stood there shaking in my dress, afraid that the girls would ask me to wear it out. As if reading my mind, Wendy chimed in. You know, he could wear it out of here and carry his boy clothes. Not yet, but he'll be walking in public in dresses soon enough, assured Amanda. I didn't like the sound of that. Again, Amanda brought it up to the front counter and paid for my purchase. I got the feeling that the saleswoman was just relieved we were leaving. My gender may have made her uncomfortable, or it could have been just that there were eight of us, but the saleswoman seemed happy to get rid of us. I was glad to get out of sight of the other customers, too. This was such an embarrassing day. I waited until we stepped out of the shop to ask, Are we done dress shopping? Yes, sissy, we're done dress shopping. I think you got two very pretty dresses, said Amanda. So can we go now? Calm down, ordered Wendy. What's your hurry? Unfortunately, Kylie, we're done with the dress shopping, but we're not done shopping. We picked out all those nice panties for you. Unfortunately, Kylie, we're done with dress shopping, but we're not done shopping. We picked up all those nice panties for you. But you don't have any bras except for the one we gave you that first night, explained Amanda. Oh, you should get her measured, suggested Rachel. Amanda stopped right there in her tracks. That's brilliant. I like these girls. Oh, no, I said backing up right into Deanna. I couldn't run for it, and even if I tried, they had so much blackmail on me anyway. I just put my head down and sighed. Our next stop was Victoria's Secret, and while I wanted the floor to swallow me up, the girls were perky and celebratory. Can I help you? asked a very attractive Latina woman, only a few years older than us. She looked like a model. Her shiny black hair seemed to sparkle in the cheap fluorescent lighting in the store. This only made things more humiliating. Even after all I'd been through, I could feel sweat beating up on my forehead. Yes, my friend here needs a bra fitting today, explained Amanda. The saleswoman looked at everybody in our group before finally settling on me. I know I was blushing profusely, but she tried to be a pro. That's no problem, she said. I can help you back here by the fitting rooms. She led us to a room which I think was used primarily for storage. It was probably a good thing because none of the girls wanted to miss this, and nine people weren't going to work in an ordinary fitting room. We were kind of cramped in a small storage room as it was. Hi, I'm Deanna. Our friend here is kind of experimenting with gender. Is that a problem? Not at all, said the woman. My name is Natalie, by the way. Hi, Natalie, said Amanda. Thanks for doing this. No problem, she said before addressing me. Can you please take off your shirt so we can get started? His name is Kylie, said Wendy. Kylie, that is a pretty name, she said, clearly noticing my hairless chest and arms. 
She had me lift up my arms and brought her pink tape measure around my chest before having me lower my arms to my sides. I think a 36A or B might be a good size for you. If he pads his breast, will that number increase? Asked Amanda. Well, if he pads his cups, it won't affect the band size, replied Natalie. Would you like me to get him some bras? We have some wonderfully padded ones that will give Kylie very realistic breasts. That would be great, said Deanna. Make sure they're pretty. I'll do that, assured Natalie. I'll get a selection so we can see what works best for him. As soon as Natalie left, Amanda pointed out to me, she's being really professional and going out of her way to put you at ease and not embarrass you. I expect you to show her appreciation and enthusiasm. Aren't you excited? asked Rachel. You're getting your first bras. I'm thrilled, I sighed, getting a dirty look from Amanda. What? She's not even back yet, I complained. A few moments later, she did return with three bras. Once we get the perfect fit, we can worry about color, said Natalie. I picked up 36B just in case, but I think the cups might be too big, and also some 36As. I got a demi and a push-up bra in 36A. I got something a little more fun in a B cup. I like fun, I said, trying to act into it. Notice how soft they are, she said, holding a red bra with a black lacy pattern out to me. These are our most popular styles. As if I was afraid it would bite, I tentatively reached out and touched the tip of the bra. Yes, it's very soft. I tried to put on my own bra, but I had very little experience. So sighing, Wendy took it from me and put it on me. Natalie inspected it closely before pronouncing. It looks like it's fitting nice. It's nice and snug. We just need to tighten up the straps a bit. Of course, the cups were sagging, so you wouldn't want to wear this without some kind of padding. You sell chicken cutlets, right? Asked Wendy. We do, said Natalie. If that's the way he wants to go, they'll fit the cups out very naturally. As the girls watched, I tried on all three bras. Truthfully, I needed an A cup. There was not enough flesh for me to go anywhere near a bee, but Amanda clearly had something else in mind. I like the red bra, and if we could get a duplicate in black, that would be great. And a couple in those A cups, too. Which style were you thinking of the A? asked Natalie. We were looking for something very flat without any underwire or padding, said Amanda. Okay, I know exactly what you want, said Natalie. I'll bring a few back for you to get a look at. We were in Victoria's Secrets for nearly an hour. I left with breast enhancers and four bras. The bill was just over a hundred and Deanna stepped up to pay it. At least they weren't bankrupting me, but they were keeping these purchases secret from my father, which was good too. My pleas to go home after our Victoria's Secret trip finished again fell on deaf ears. Instead, we found ourselves at Kohl's. If you don't have a Kohl's by you, it's kind of like an old-school Target. It's nowhere near as humiliating for a guy to be shopping in as Victoria's Secret. But it's got plenty of things to humiliate a reluctant sissy. I picked up a purse, a belt, and some little accessories. 
But the worst thing of all was the baby blue Garfield sleep shirt that the girls made me purchase. I had no idea how I could wear that thing to bed and not have my roommate think I was a total freak. The girls made me pay my Coles bill myself, which was around $60. The girls finally completed everything on their shopping list and were finally agreeable to leaving. We still had three high school girls with us, and their admiration for my captors hadn't faded one bit. We were almost to the front door of the mall, which was located in the Macy's, when the final humiliation took place. As we passed by the makeup counters, I couldn't help but notice that they were mostly pretty empty. This wasn't lost on Laura, who rushed over and whispered something to Amanda. Go ahead and knock yourself out, said Amanda. Yes, exclaimed Laura, who immediately sprinted over to the tall makeup artist who was standing behind a counter looking bored. She had to be six feet tall, and her platinum blonde hair was in a long braid that reached the small of her back. Noticing Laura and the makeup artist and the devious look slowly spread over Laura's face, I suddenly realized just what was going on. Laura pointed in my direction, and the makeup artist smiled at me and nodded. Okay, that was Shayla Aspasia with a great read on book three of College Changes a Guy. Uh, looking back on that experience, that was probably the most humiliating day of the entire feminization process I went through. Uh, everything from the buying the pantyhose to the high school groupies to the moments in the shoe store and then the you know where it finally winds up which you haven't heard yet but that was pretty humiliating too and changed my appreciation and feelings of uh no doubt after that um if i'm just a girl comes on i will drive into traffic to avoid that song so um if you liked what you heard you can buy the whole story on clips for sale I'll have it up soon on I Want Clips, which, after not having any sales there for a couple of months, really started picking up for me this week. I hope you're doing your best to get by. I hope that you're somewhere safe and healthy and that you have a great week. I will be back next Monday uh, with another feminization story, and I hope you'll join us. So have a wonderful week. Stay safe. This is Kylie Gable for the Feminization Boudoir Podcast.